Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with co-host, Mr. Keith Myers. We're here to talk Seahawks football. Welcome in, Keith. Welcome. Uh, so this is um, this is going to be a show that's a little different than the past because uh, what we're going to do today is Bill is going to do his best and likely fail to convince me that this season is not already over. Um, I mean, at two and three, things are definitely, you can turn them around, but not without your starting quarterback for the next six to eight weeks. So, um, Bill, what do you got for me? Okay. Because I, I am not feeling it. I am not feeling hopeful in any way. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, come on. You've got to be, you're, you're an optimist. I am nature. I, I'm an optimist by nature, but the team has the worst, they have the worst defense in the league statistically. And I think that's the more important factor to be and, completely honest with you. And now they, and now they lose all of the explosiveness offensively because they don't have their, their, their quarterback. I show me a path. I think that, that they that, lose. That this team. I think they lose 75% of it. I don't think that they lose a hundred percent of it. So I think that we're going to be okay. As long as the defense plays better and the way that I want the offense set up and to play, I think it helps the defense. So let's talk about it and let's try to figure it out and still be friends afterwards. <laughs> well, we don't have to worry about that. Um, but no, I, I'm you. You just said it yourself. So you're you're the, you're going to lose seventy five percent of your offensive explosiveness because you explosiveness. lost your quarterback, right? Explosive but that was the only plays, thing. That yes, was, this is a team that was two and three. That was the, the only thing that was, was propping this offense. team up. It was, but now we have Geno Smith. Yes. And now so they, they're going to they ask don't Geno have any Smith. They're going to ask Geno Smith to run this offense um within it within the offense as it was designed rather than trying to extend a bunch of explosive plays and maybe just maybe that will be the factor that helps this offense kind of come into its own a little bit and and be play within itself let the players kind of play without having to depend on Russell Wilson and the, you know, plus 20 yard completions um, to keep this team alive, as opposed to possibly being more of a Jared Goff, if you will, type offense where it's hyper efficiency increases, their conversion rates on third down increases, their time of possession increases, they depend more, a little bit more on the running game. Chris could get Chris Carson going and kind of ride that a little bit. Convert your third down opportunities. You're going to dink, dunk, screen, and run this way to kind of methodically marching down the field. And you're going to have to do it drive after drive after drive. You're going to have to score points when you do that. You're going to depend on your kicker, Jason Myers, a little bit more. Which has, and been a, which has been a, an adventure the last couple of games. Well, and you're going to try by by creating a time of possession advantage 
to keep your defense off the field, uh, you know, another two or three drives a game that they're currently on the field. So you're going to reduce the opportunities that they're going to have to be out there to give up all those yards and to allow points to be scored. So for me, now this is, it's a perfect case scenario. I realize that it's not like this is the greatest thing, but this is what we've got. And I think that that gives the team the opportunity, the best opportunity um, as a team, not just as a single player in Russell Wilson, but as a team to go out and win games. And I think given the schedule, you know, and you have to admit the schedule that we've already faced has been fairly brutal. And the schedule that is coming up is a little bit more forgiving. So all those factors, and we can get into the depth of all that, but that's the gist of what I'm trying to come up with today to convince you that we possibly have a shot to go three and two in the next five. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season longs with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving away to new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's going to be a tall order um, because... Because I think in order to salvage the season, you got you to have three wins in the next five in order to even be in a conversation after that. This is a team that's giving up points on, I believe it's 72% of the opposing uh, team's drives. So you can keep them off the field a little bit more, and that's going to decrease the stats in terms of, maybe number of points and number of yards and all of that because the other team's getting fewer drives. But unless they're scoring on a lower percentage of drives, it doesn't matter. Because if you're cutting down the number of possessions the other team I think has, it, I think it you're, not, you're not in, it's not like you're increasing the number of possessions your team has. I think has. it does help. I think it does help. And I'll give you a couple of reasons. A, you're eliminating, say, two or three possessions a game for, from the opposing offenses. True. Statistically, that's significant, and statistically, that is giving your defense an opportunity to find success in a lower amount of exposure opportunities. You're also giving your offense fewer possessions by doing that, though. That's that, that's the but, thing. But you're sustaining those possessions and hopefully converting more of those possessions into in, into points no, by but, increasing your efficiency. But if you're dinking and dunking, you're not. We've seen that. As it's a teams, fine line, Keith. As teams play what, Seattle. What is the alternative? I've really thought about this. What is the alternative to doing that? The alternative is to hope Geno Smith turns into Russell Wilson. 
That's no, not I'm not going to happen. That's, that isn't that isn't but that isn't what we're trying to do here. You're right. He's never going to turn into Russell Wilson. He's not. But you're trying to convince me that this team is going to win games when they can't stop anyone and now they lose their quarterback. Let's take a look at the defense. What's the what's the path? What's the path to actually winning games when you can't stop This anyone? is going to have to happen on both sides of the ball, and it was going to have to happen on both sides of the ball regardless of whether Russell Wilson or not is the quarterback. Um, yeah. and We both realize that the defense is dismal and is in bad straits, and I'm just saying this is one of the ways that I am constructing that also helps the offense kind of get through this four or five, six game stretch um, that gives them the best opportunity to keep going, give their playmakers opportunities to make plays still. And, you know, Smith is serviceable on the other side of the ball. Keith, that's just a completely separate equation. I'm just trying to eliminate some opponent opportunities, but the defense, you're right. It still needs to step up like right now at two and three in five games, uh, including three losses. Seahawks have allowed 450 yards per game dead last in the NFL. Uh, They tied a league record by surrendering 450 yards of offense for the fourth consecutive game last game. Only the fourth time that that's happened since the NFL AFL merger. And they're on pace to yield 7,776 yards of total offense for the 2021 season with the extra game. So you're not going to hear any pushback from me on this defense is completely horrible. I totally get that. Cutting the back question the number, is, could we have won games of, with Russell Wilson at quarterback? Would it have mattered? Yes, of course it's going to matter. Okay. So because you can keep up with a bad defense by being a good offense. Yeah, but scoring. we haven't shown that we're, we can't even do that. We can't even do that. But they so, have done that. I don't understand what you're, what you're saying. In two games, haven't. in two wins, yes, they've done that, Keith. No, they also wins. did. They also did that in in the two losses that Russell Wilson played in, where they put up a pile of points. It got up early. And then the defense just could not get off the field. And Russell right. Wilson had three right. possessions in yes. the entire second that, half. That's all I'm saying is is you've got to you've got to somehow flip that script. You cannot continue to rely on that playbook, if you will, to go out and try to win games. We've won two out of five in that formula. So what I'm saying is that formula sucks. It no longer works, and Russell Wilson is out of the equation. So now that Russell Wilson's out of the equation, that takes that completely table. So let's, we're not even going to go there because it's just not available. So now what do we do? We have Geno Smith, completely different style of quarterback, but he's got a style that actually does fit into the Shane Waldron type of scheme. If you really break the, the Waldron scheme down and you take a look at Jared Goff as a quarterback, I know Jared Goff, I get it, but the Rams were successful in having Jared Goff manage that team. They had a good defense on the back end. Not great, though. If you look at their defense from a, in, in the last couple of years, it's been okay, but it's not been like world beater stuff. When the Jared Goff took them to the Super Bowl, they had one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm not talking like about t- going to the Super Bowl. They I were don't think top, the Super Bowl top. is realistic for this team at all. 
What I'm saying is, can we get into the the wild card with 10 wins? Jared Goff took them to the playoffs. Is this this season salvageable? Last year, the Rams were a top five defense. And Goff got them into the playoffs. One of the reasons why they're top five is not just because personnel. It's because the offense had time of possession. I think they were second or third in the NFL in time of possession at the end of the year. That's a hell of a gift to give your defense. That's, it just but is. He, but you, you're okay. You're looking at. You're looking at, at. Look at it. Points per points per possession. How about that? Points per possession. Because that's a great way to to equalize um, things. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And in points per possession, that Rams defense was still really good last year. And so, yeah, they were able to make it work with Jared Goff at quarterback because they had an elite defense. The Seahawks have the exact opposite of an elite defense. They've got probably the worst defense in the NFL. But not so not how are you gonna, wise. How are you gonna how are you making it work because with Jared Goff have, and Quarterback when you well, don't need have, have the elite defense? Well, let's just talk about the defense. Let's leave the offense alone for ten minutes. Let's talk about the defense. Is that just because we have, we've got 10 minutes left of the show? No, we got we got 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> we can go a little long in this show. This is kind of a special week because we had an early early game this week or last week. Um, let's just talk about some players on the defense. Let's talk about the coaching. Let's talk about what's going on with the defense because that seems to be a <laughs> that seems to be worse than the offense. It and it is even with with. Even with Russell Geno Wilson, Smith right? yeah. as quarterback, the, the defense, defense is, is really worse. the conversation. Now, obviously, we're going to have a, a conversation about the the offense because I don't know that your pessimism was at this level pre Russell Wilson getting hurt and coming out of wasn't. this game. He may have been a factor in the in the in the game. We may have won the game. We just don't know. But your pessimism now is over the top with Geno Smith, and I'm just curious as to why. Because because it seems Russell like the defense is because, still the problem. Because Russell Wilson is good enough and explosive enough as an athlete, as a playmaker, as everything. Russell Wilson is good enough to hide a lot of warts, and we've been watching him do that for the last. Well, few we're going to find out, aren't we? Where we've had a bunch of bad teams overall, and Wilson's kind of just hid a lot of that and Keith, allowed what if we win the next game? three games with geno smith at quarterback and it turns out that it's the offense that won the games what is that going to do to that equation um it's of russell that, wilson being hero ball needing that, him to win that the e- games that equation um is going to be written into a fantasy novel because it's the only place where it will ever be true so you're asking this what if thing that's literally impossible. No, it's not. Yes, it, it is. is not impossible. It so is you're not gonna, impossible. You're going to sit here and tell me that Geno Smith is a significantly listen, better quarterback than Russell just, Wilson. Just, no, I'm not. Geno Yeah, Smith, you are. That's no, I'm not. Just, it's different. That's the only We're way that happens. ask him to win in a different way. Then you're asking. Then you're, I'm going to ask him to win by dinking and dunking and screening and running. I'm going to ask him to be Jared Goff, 2020. That's his, this is the only equation that works. 
I'm not going to ask him to be Russell okay, Wilson to try to go right. play hero ball at the end that's of the game. The, so all that's I'm the saying, only that's the only equation where the offense works is you have to do it in that way. But yes. in that sense, you're not winning games because of your offense. Correct. Absolutely. No, which absolutely. Is, which is no, the part that no you question. just said. You there's just no said the opposite. Asking Geno Smith in to your go what out and if, win games when he's playing. In your I'm what if, it was what if they win the next three and it's what because. What if they win the next three. And it is because, because the offense that they win. Because, and that's, the, because of the offense, because of the different way that they were asked to play works. You're and not they thinking and dunking. success. You aren't dinking and dunking Shane your way to a win. You aren't thinking and dunking your way to a win. By it tempo, doesn't happen. Getting the ball out quickly, running the ball successfully, playing within the offense that you're, that um, that was brought in here. If if Russell Wilson wasn't the quarterback and they had they didn't depend on those deep throws as part of the offense, so take Jared Goff. And put him on the 2021 Seattle Seahawks. This is kind of what we have for you the take next five weeks. Jared Goff, and you put him on the 2021 Seahawks. You have a five and twelve team that needs to rebuild. That's going to be in a position to draft a quarterback, and because it they're be that going to be of that the bad. offense that that was happening. It would be because the defense never improved. It's because the defense would the defense is terrible, and the offense yes. is middling. So how do we get the um, defense don't win to get up to middling? How do we get the defense to get up to fifteenth? Like we like what happened last year, for example. I don't know because go. What I'm looking at this year is there's not a there's not a bevy of guys that are going to get healthy and make this work. Um, the the biggest problem this team has is they can't cover anyone, and there is no Shaq Griffin who has been hurt who's about to. Um, Come off the injured list and and make the cornerback position. Oh, Trey Brown's coming back. <laughs> Again, you don't know. We, we haven't one. seen we haven't seen him, right? So yeah, no, I know. And Jamal Adams. I mean, Jamal Adams has nine receptions on 16 targets, 77 yards, a touchdown, a passer rating of 89.8 against him. That's not horrible. It's not great. But they have him playing off the line of scrimmage quite a bit more this year. Mm -hmm. um, because they have to. Do they? They can't cover. They need extra They can't help. cover with Jamal Adams. They can't They can't cover without him. So they have him off the I line. I don't of, necessarily agree with that. They have him off the line of scrimmage because they can't cover anyone. And they can't What's have. What's the best use of Jamal Adams? Regardless of whether we have defensive backs or not, just tell me straight up what's the best use of Jamal Adams in a neutral defense? In ideally, things, you want him, ideally, you, ideally. you want him playing near the line of scrimmage. You want him blitzing so occasionally. You want him to let's okay, do the that. Problem let's take with advantage of his skills you, as he rushes the passer. Let's go ahead and blitz him how like do we did you, last year and see what happens. So, but then how do you account for the fact that our cornerbacks cannot cover anyone? Um, you're gonna have to deal with that. You're they gonna have to live and die by some. They can't cover a table with a tarp right taking, now. You're gonna have to listen. We're in a situation where we're two and three. We're gonna have to experiment. We're gonna have to take some chances. This is this is now. It's over. Like the time of playing within the defense and having Jamal Adams playing a traditional free safety role because we think we need help on the back end. It's over. 
like go find somebody else to do that. You know, you've got, um, you got Blair, you've you got, got Neil, Blair, you, you got, got Neil to, to, to be able to take care of some of that. You're going to have this Trey Brown kid coming in. Let's go ahead and just give it to him. Okay. We're really bad. Anyway, we suck on the back end. We know it. I don't know what to do about it other than let's try something different because what we've been trying does not work. Let's send Adams. Let's use his skill set in getting to the quarterback. Let's just do it. Let's stop dropping Brooks into coverage. Let's just use the players that we have in their optimal skill sets and live with the defensive backs we have. So you maybe can't, we go out and make a trade at the trade deadline. If we why? win the next, maybe we win a couple of games here and we, there's a chance. Why would you give up any draft capital at this point to salvage a team? That's if you could, most, if you could get control of a guy for most, two or three years, that's most likely going like to be we did with Diggs, for example, when we got Diggs in here, um, then you go out and you make a trade. That's smart. You give up a fifth round pick for a pro bowl level safety. That was a smart Move. That was one of the best trades we've made in the last five years. So if maybe there's something like that going on with the cornerback out there. I don't know. But, yeah. I, the guys that were available, like uh, Gilmore has already been mm-hmm. traded, you know, uh, Richard Sher- Sherman signed with Tampa. There's um, there were moves that could th- to be made, but those, those are, are gone. And well, right now we have Reed flowers and Jones. We have Amadi, we have Blair, we have Adams, we have um, Ryan Neal. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go with those guys. That's what we have. Let's let's let them do their job on the back end. Worry about Adams being more of the strong safety that he is and the blitzing guy that he was last year, and hope that some of those opportunities turn into turnovers. And um, you know, and create some some plays that way, and stop teams on third down and so forth by getting those sacks or or quarterback pressures. Because right now, he doesn't have any. He has no sacks, no quarterback pressures, no hits yeah, through five games. He's not. They're not blitzing. He's blitzing five point seven percent of the time. And then yeah. last year, when he was getting all those, um, all those stats, he was blitzing twelve point three percent of the time. So, he's so let's, less than half. let's blitz him 12.3% of the time. That worked. I, I, I know it was kind of screwy, screwed things up with digs and so forth on his timing and exposed us a little bit on the back end. We had some throws over the top kind of happen, but we have other players um, that are probably better in coverage than Jamal Adams to be able to go take care of some of that stuff. Jamal Adams' skill set, it belongs up at the line of scrimmage. It just does. It's just who he is. It's why we paid him money. Let's let him do his job. Let's not have him be a free safety. He's not a free safety. He's just not. No, he's not. He's a strong safety. And he needs to he needs to be allowed to play like one. And I get that. But uh, part of giving him the opportunity to do that is being able to cover behind it so that way you can play with your your two corners and your free safety as your deep, you know, yeah. your, your well, deep we're going to have to see what Trey Brown's all about. I mean, we drafted him and we drafted him for a reason. They liked him. Uh, he wasn't on our radar. He wouldn't have been our pick. You know, he, he didn't fit the mold of, of what we were looking for in Seattle, but here he is. And now he he's had, coming off of, he's returning to the team, returning to practice. He hasn't, he, he, 
if you're expecting this kid to come in and be the savior, you're going to be, you're going to be incredibly disappointed. He hasn't even. Practiced. What I'm saying, Keith, is it's time, the, the time for all of trying to play care. who we have and go with what we've been doing is proven to be not working. No, and I get and now that. it's time to experiment. It's time to play players that need some opportunity to show. It's time to do some some different things. In conjunction with the offense and Geno Smith, things are not great. I agree with you. The premise is crazy. Like I'm talking crazy talk, basically, in trying to convince you that we're going to win because it is. It would have to, all the things that I've described would have to work perfectly in order for them to win three out of the next five games. Here's the thing. So they're um, right now. But doing nothing guarantees that we will not win. True, and no, but and no one's saying that they should do nothing, and no one's saying that that they should let they should ask uh, Geno Smith to go be Russell Wilson because that's not going to happen. Um, but if Geno Smith isn't Russell Wilson, unless unless the coaching staff does something with the defense and gets more out of them, it doesn't matter whether the offense operates in a, in a more efficient, even even if less explosive way. Um, with Gino because they're going to lose games anyway. Now I will say this: um, this coming week they play the Steelers, which are one of the worst offensive teams in the league. If you've watched, and they just um, lost Juju Schuster yeah, Smith for they, the season. Yep, they just lost um, their most explosive uh, wide receiver. Uh, ben Roethlisberger should have retired. He's looked terrible. Um, and and so the the defense is going to look significantly better this week. So you're um, saying there's a chance, no matter what. It I'm really saying, does depend on opponents. I mean, I'm let's saying, give the Seahawks a little break here and say I'm that the say, first five games was tough. I'm going to say that they're the defense is going to look better this week. That doesn't make doesn't mean they're going to be better. They're going to look better because they're playing against a terrible team. Um, after that, you know it. We, got, place the, we play the Jaguars, the Washington Football Club, the 49ers. Wait, and you're, Keith, they play, are, it's, it's the, the Texans, the Bears, the Lions, and the Cardinals. Those are, those are the, you're, the, the losses. You're out of order. Those are, I know, but those are, I'm saying so they play, those are they probably going to be wins. Those are going to be wins. Steelers, the Saints, and Jaguars before the bye. So they, in the next three games, um, the Jaguars, if they can't beat the Jaguars, even without Russell Wilson, then seriously start playing for draft picks because you're terrible. Um, and the other two, if they take one of those two, they get back to three and three going into the buy. And you're like, all oh, right, okay, back to three and three, 11 games left. It's a lot of football that we played. We can, and I, I think that's doable, but they come out of um, the buy with the Packers, the Cardinals, then they get, you know, the Washington football team and then the 49ers again very easily write their three more losses and they go to four and seven. And that that is the point where Russell Wilson comes back when you're a team that's four and seven. And they, they would then need to run the table to get into the playoffs. So you're expecting this team at four and seven to then run the table. No. Um, that would be unrealistic. Texans, Rams, Bears, Lions, Cardinals. 
Yes, that could happen, actually. It I mean, could if, happen. If you're really, if you're thinking about it, you've got the Cardinals in a, in a game at the end of the year. That's the best team on that list. And you're going to face them against at, at Arizona, um, where they're likely have won the division, possibly the entire NFC at that point, And they might be sitting a whole bunch of players and the Seahawks can go get a game that they might need a hell of a lot more than Arizona at that point. So <clears throat> I'm saying that that, that might be a possibility that I can't rule that out. That would be one of those things where Russell Wilson, right? There, there's your factor. So Wilson also re- was reported today, this morning that he could only be out four weeks possibly. Um, meaning that he could return before the Packers game. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, Russell Wilson, dude, come on. And then, okay. No, so the his, so here's the he reality. Two, he had two screws put into his finger and a ligament okay. and a ligament repaired. He's let's be realistic. The, the four week, uh, I think if we lose all, all four games or five games before he comes back, he's not coming back. He's not going to come back for a while. Yeah. They'll find, they'll, they'll find, you know, he'll, He'll take his time. He'll get healthy. He'll maybe play a couple of games, you know, against like the Texans and the Lions. Yeah, and, and then we're going to have, and then we'll have a completely separate conversation about what that means. Yeah. Because stuff will really change. Also, you got to so, realize that at this point, they're, they're one play away from Jake Luton. I'm going to finish out my thought train on and close out this show on what we need to do. This team is not a Super Bowl team. Let's just be honest with everyone, with ourselves. Not, this team is not even close to that right now. We don't have the roster. We just don't. Not with the defense. Um, but we could we could be a wild card team and just make it fun, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. It's not going to be a competitive playoff situation, but it'd be cool if we could kind of keep the string going of getting into the playoffs. The Seahawks need to go 8-4, and four, in my opinion, at a minimum, to finish 10-7 and seven overall. Mm-hmm. and get into the playoffs as the third place team in the NFC West ahead of the 49ers to get into the wild card. In order to do that, they need to beat the Steelers, Jaguars, Washington football team, 49ers again at home, the Texans, Bears, Lions, and the Cardinals. Now, if you take a look at that list in isolation without the games in between, I, I'm saying that those games are winnable, even with Geno Smith. They just are. I mean, we're in, on paper. Anything can happen, blah, 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 blah. Those are the winnable games. The losses, and, and one of these is, is possibly winnable, the Saints. Saints, Cardinals, Packers, and Rams. Those are losses. They just are. And so, to me, that's an 8-4 and four finish. And you could get into the playoffs, and that's how you salvage the team, and yada yada. And once you're in the playoffs, Russell Wilson, maybe the defense comes on a little bit. Um, anything can happen. So that's my best case scenario. I mean, that is really the best case scenario. Um, you don't see that happening. I don't necessarily see it happening with 100% confidence. I'm just saying that it, it could happen. And I was trying to lay out how that could happen in this show by doing the dink dunk screen run offense and having the defense somehow improve. Maybe it's, maybe all it takes is that Jamal Adams move and that 
reshuffles a few different things because of that, and that makes the defense better. I don't know. I don't have the answers on the defense. It seems like a big coaching situation to me more than anything because when you look at it on paper, the players aren't terrible on paper. Like, this should be a better defense, and I'm not sure exactly why it isn't. And um, that's that's part of the part of the thing that I'd like to solve is like what's going on with the defense. I think the offense well, is kind of known, but the defense luckily, is really luckily weird. for luckily for us, we have another show, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about in our midweek show. Is how how do we make this defense, which should be significantly better than it is, how do we make it like respectable? Because right now it's not. Or do we start to blow it all up and take advantage of the trade deadline and accumulate picks? Or or will the trade deadline come too soon before we get to that point? That's the thing is, I think the trade deadline will come at a time when this team won't know. Because especially with the Jaguars and the Steelers coming up, um, and the bye, those games and the bye week, they're they're going to be sitting there. I think they're going to be sitting in the bye week at three and three, going, "Hey, we just have to hold it out a couple more weeks. We get Wilson <laughs> back. Worst possible we can go situation, on a run. Um, no, I don't think it's the worst possible situation at all. Because if they if they are well, three, if and, you're if you're if, intending on winning, it's not they, a problem. If they are three and three, and they and they're like, you know, if we can hold out another week or two, we get Russell Wilson back. You know, if the defense is, is showing some signs of turning it around, you know, all this offense is is loaded. It really is. If the defense can turn around and be middle of the road, this is a good team that can go on a deep uh, run in the playoffs. Uh, but they got to get Wilson healthy, and the defense has to find a way to not be terrible. And so far, they haven't given me any confidence that this particular defense is capable of not being terrible. All right. But, so let's answer some questions in the, in the next show. Let's and, do that. Um, yeah. So wanted to mention as well, uh, Seahawks Playbook Podcast is part of the TPPN network, the Pigskin Podcast Network, and we have a sponsor, DraftKings. Um, you can use the promo code at, that you see right down there, um, TPPN, uh, when you place an order. And... Um, and all that good stuff. So follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at MWC Hawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. Seahawksplaybook.com is the website. Follow us on your favorite podcast apps and subscribe on YouTube. So until next time, go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWC Hawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.